You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Welcome, Fantasy Football Frenzy. It's Tony Takata with a special guest today, George Kurtz. George, fantasy football all year round now, baby. Uh, I'll tell you right now, it just never stops. I mean, the past week of free agent football has been more exciting than the entire offseason of baseball, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, and it's like they've switched roles, and it's amazing. And uh, today we had a couple of uh, moves today. The Dolphins actually added Frank Gore to their running back with Kenyon Drake. And I got to tell you, if you're a Kenyon Drake owner, I like this a lot better than some of the other names that I've been hearing about. Because we've been hearing about, oh, they're going to add this guy, they're going to add this guy. And Gore is like the perfect complement where Kenny and Drake, I think, will still have the job and he'll still get the lion's share of the work. And he showed last year that he was such a quality running back and he could both catch the ball out of the backfield, he could run through the tackles, and now I think he has an opportunity to actually uh, continue that role with Frank Gore spelling him every once in a while. Yeah, I would agree. I think uh, fantasy owners shouldn't they shouldn't worry so much about Gore going there. Most teams are going to employ some kind of two-back system. Miami is no different, so it should be okay here. Drake is going to be the starter. Gore will be, uh, if you want to call him the caddy, that's fine. Maybe the goal line back, that's where I would be more concerned. Dude, you're talking about a Hall of Famer and you just called him a caddy. What's wrong with you? Well, he is a Hall of Famer. At this point in his career, I don't think he's going to be starting over anybody. Drake Drake deserves the starting job. I think it would be a little silly of Miami, although they've done some silly things this offseason, to give Gore the starting job here. He should be the carry. Maybe somebody who gets six to nine carries a game. Yeah, yep. Um, I, 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 the next story is uh, a little crazy. Uh, Johnny Menzel had a strong San Diego Pro Day. Performing at the University of San Diego's Pro Day on Thursday, free agent Johnny Menzel completed 36 of 38 passes and had a strong day in front of 12 teams. And he looked to be in good shape, generated positive reviews despite throwing in light rain. He says he has an offer from a CFL team. He's well aware he must still prove himself. He sounded uh, a little humble, according to people. And he apologized to Browns fans for uh, blowing that opportunity. What's your thoughts? You, we're going to ever see Johnny, in, uh, Johnny in, a, in another NFL uniform? You know, I'm sure we will. Not as a starter, maybe as a backup somewhere. Someone will give him a chance. At least bring him to camp, see what happens here. Uh, but he's going to have to prove himself in the CFL that he still has something left, that he's a little bit more than a running back playing quarterback. I, I'd like to believe, you know, as a human being, that maybe he's gotten his life in order here. So I do have some, uh, I guess, some hope there. But as an NFL player, I mean, even – I, I never had high hopes for him, Tony, and I really don't now, but perhaps the maturity that he seems to have found, you know, getting his life in order, maybe that'll help, but I don't ever see him being a starter. Free agent Brock Osweiler was visiting the Dolphins on Thursday. You know, a lot of people malign Ryan Tannehill, but I think I'd rather have Ryan Tannehill as my quarterback than Brock Osweiler. Okay, I'll give you that. Uh, I don't think Tannehill's all that special either, but I'll give you that over Brock Osweiler, sure. I think Brock Osweiler is, an, is a backup, no more than a backup, certainly not a starting quarterback. But, you know, in some ways, I wonder if Tannehill is just a very good backup. 
and also shouldn't be a starting quarterback here. I don't see him being anywhere near the top half of NFL quarterbacks here, fantasy-wise. Even in a two-quarterback league, I mean, listen, you're in a 12-team two-quarterback league, just about every quarterback has to play. But even then, I really don't want him. They've gotten rid of Landry. You know, I, I don't know what Miami's thinking about doing there, but they seem to be an organization that's in the middle of a rebuild. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, it's crazy when you think about going into a rebuild when you're a, a young coach, because I don't know if the coach will last long enough for a rebuild. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, that's why it's uh, interesting what they've done this offseason, right? You got rid of Landry. You let uh, you released Nadamik and Sue, so argu- arguably your two best players are gone. You know, they, uh, you were an an average football team anyway. I don't know how they're going to recover from this. Like I said, I don't think Tannehill's the answer. I wonder if Miami, if one of these quarterbacks next month falls during the draft, they try to make a play and move up in the draft and draft one. You know, that wouldn't shock me either here. So I think Miami, I don't want to call them a mess, but I think they're pretty close to one. I got a great situation here. A great story. You know, how I, I think, some reporters are not very good, and some reporters are, are insane. So this story is a little baffling to me. Field Yates, who covers the Philadelphia Eagles, reports that Philadelphia uh, Chris Long has, has had his contract restructured. Philadelphia guaranteed Long $2.5 million base salary, up from the $1 million he was owed in, and eliminated $1.5 million in roster bonuses and incentives. Long is reportedly considering retirement, but guaranteeing his salary could convince him to return for another season. Here's why the story's insane to me. Chris Long last year didn't take a salary. He gave it all to charity. So what the hell does he care what he makes? First thing that came to my mind as well. Nice to guarantee it, but obviously money's not his first concern there, as he did donate his. He won a championship, so that's done too. He really has no other reasons to play unless he wants to play. You know, he has nothing to prove anymore. Uh, so I'm kind of curious to see what he's going to do here. Will he donate the salary again? I guess the first thing that came that- to my mind. Is he is he like negotiating on the basis of you know now is he trying to get the best deal for his for his charities? I mean, what what the hell's going on here? Maybe maybe that's exactly what he's doing. You know, or maybe like I said, maybe he has other uh, other things he wants to do. I believe did he go away for most of the off season as well to like like Tibet, someplace like that. It wasn't Tibet, but I think he went on a trip as well. So uh, he has interests other outside of football, and I do wonder if that's where eventually where he wants to go. Um, Jason Pierre-Paul was traded today to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for a fourth round. Jason Pierre-Paul in a fourth round pick in exchange for a third and fourth round pick. Um, this is a crazy trade because he's making $18 million against the cap, right? So um, s- something happens here. Somehow, I, d- I don't understand the whole terminology here. Somehow the Giants only saved $2.5 million by trading him. But he makes $18 million, so I have no idea what's going on here. And it is speculation that the Giants are looking to draft uh, NC State's Bradley Chubb with the number two pick, uh, who is a defensive lineman. Yeah, this is interesting. Uh, Giants, I mean, everybody wants somebody who can rush the quarterback. You know, Pierre Paul yeah. did have eight and a half sacks last year, right? So he still can get to the quarterback. Uh, you, only, you, know, you only got a third round pick for him, which was surprising. You know, I don't know if that's enough for me. I mean, this, the swaps and the fourths are just, you know, blah. You're not saving an immense amount against the cap. I don't see them taking Chubb at two, though. 
I don't think they would unless they trade down. Yeah, well, they trade down uh, with somebody and you know try and take Chubb at let's say five. You know, could they do that? Move down to five, let Denver get the second pick, let Denver take their quarterback if they want. You know, because we know they maybe John Elway wants to start with another young quarterback there. I wonder if that's in play here. I just don't see them taking Chubb at two. That's I mean, Giants need a quarterback as well. This is a mess. That's fun to figure out what the Giants are going to do. But there, you can't be relying on Eli Manning. Don't you have to take a quarterback at two? See, I, I've gone both ways on this, and and I'll tell you here. I thought Eli's play last year was not NFL caliber, and he couldn't play anymore. But if you go back and 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 watch, right? When Odell Beckham's there, he's a t- they're a top ten offense. I don't know how one player makes that much of a difference, but it did. Oh, I can understand one player making a difference in the NFL. I can certainly understand that. I don't think Eli is done, but he's got doesn't have many years left, right? I mean, we can all agree on that. No. He's thirty seven old you know he'll be uh, what 38 in january so you need a quarterback in the nfl how often are the giants going to have a top five pick in this case the second overall pick but i mean it's just, here's my question it's, it's, we'll get we'll, we'll get we'll get to we'll get to sam donald in a minute but here's my question though what if you believe which i i believe that none of these guys are a sure thing aren't you wasting a pick if you just take one because you know what you might not have that pick again well is, isn't that the game you're playing as a gm I mean, is that is that the exact game? We see this every year. It's rare that all these quarterbacks you see being drafted in whatever first, second, third overall are actually the top three players in the draft. In this case, none of them probably are. You know, Barkley probably is the number one. Maybe Chubb is number two overall. But you in today's NFL, you generally can't win without a quarterback, and that's why these teams will roll the dice. And my argument is this: the Giants really weren't the second worst team in the NFL last year. They just they fell apart. No. They have better yeah. talent than that. They're never going to be in this position again. You know, or odds are against it. You know, so I think when you have the chance to get a franchise quarterback, even if you don't know, this is also why I didn't understand the Jets trading to get the third overall pick. What are you hoping? You, are there three franchise quarterbacks? Are you just going to say, hey, we'll, well roll the dice and take no, the No, that's pass. why I killed him. Scott, you know, I work with Scott Angle in the morning, and, and it's so hard to work with someone that doesn't have any uh, um, common sense. And I have to do it on a daily basis, but I do it. And I'm trying to tell Scott that the Jet, you can't be the Jets and trade four picks, four picks, to say, we'll just take whoever's left. You have to have someone in mind. There's got to be a play that you say, oh, this guy's the best in a long time. You can't trade four picks and say, oh, just give me whoever's left. That's what they're doing. You can't do it prior to a draft. I can understand doing it at draft day. Let's say, you know, the Jets law. I said exactly the same thing. Right. Al, Al, you know, Donald goes one. Allen goes two. Jets go, hey, the best guy we want was Rosen. He's there at three. Then you can do that. I don't yes. understand that. I, not unless it the is. Jets truly, in their heart, you know, and this maybe it's the case that, hey, we'd love to have Donald, Rosen, or we don't care. We have them all graded evenly. They're all going to be fine. <laughs> I find that unlikely. I do, too. I mean, come on. These quarterbacks come by once in a lifetime. You tell me all three of them are going to be good. That's crazy. It's, it's a, I agree. I don't think it's uh, likely either. The Jets, it seem to be a panic move or, you know, I, I, I'm sure they tried to get number one from Cleveland. I'm sure they tried to go up to number two from the Giants. I, I would like to trade a whole, a whole lot more on draft day. Now, I, it's, it's, it's strange to me that you are, you're, you're banking that there are three franchise quarterbacks in this draft. Now, let me tell you something. I hate to say this because I sound like a fool. And if I was the other host on the show, I'd probably kill me. 
I watched this crazy Sam Donald uh, yesterday. His thing was on uh, the NFL Network, and uh, I liked him after this thing. I didn't. I watched him play at USC, and I didn't like him. But you know what? I liked him because he's bigger than I thought he was, and he threw the ball well in the rain yesterday. But I liked him because he was. Uh, he's a leader. He's actually a leader. So they have all these kids there, right? They're catching balls. They're running, you know, 15, 20 yards down the field, and they're catching balls for them. And he's over there. He ran the whole thing. Like, he put the kids in, in order. Um, then they had they moved up 10 more yards, and, and he went over, and he gave them all, all, all five and, and thanked all for doing it. Like, this kid's the real deal. I'm a Sam Donald fan just from watching it. And it's more than his just his throwing, but it's just his mannerisms and how he took control of the whole situation there. It was uh, – I watched it as well. Uh, and you're right. He did look bigger than I expected. I, you know, I'm not a big college guy, but I did see some USC games. And he did not look that big when I watched him. It's strange. So oh. he talks over everybody. But, uh, you know, and throwing in the rain, well, yay. I mean, I, that's great in all hand size and holding the ball with two hands. But, you know, you're not playing too many football. you got to have a big right? hand. you got to have a big hand in today's NFL. So they, they measure their hands. They do. I think, what, nine and a quarter is the average hand. So they want you to have uh, bigger hands than that. Listen, I get it. You're getting hit. So you have a better chance to hold on to the football as well. But uh, I think he's going number one to Cleveland. That would be my guess right now. I think uh, – is he the right choice? I don't think Cleveland knows. I don't think anybody knows. Like I, said, I think you can make arguments for and against all these quarterbacks. It would be Donald, uh, Allen, Rosen, Mayfield. You want to throw uh, Lamar Jackson there as well. It's going to be a fun draft. I want to watch the rest of, the, of these guys. Now, they're all going to do this, and maybe some of them already have. But I'd never seen it before where we could watch the whole thing. Nowadays, I mean, uh, listen, they have so many networks covering all these things. The, uh, you know, the, the trials yeah. of the college campuses. I mean, it's on TV somewhere. Someone's filming it. And you got, you got airtime here. The NFL Network, ESPN was all over it. I mean, yeah, uh, hell, it was awesome. Yeah, I was uh, I was excited about it. I thought it was pretty awesome to watch, and I would have laughed at myself if I said, uh, you know what, I'm going to watch this thing and uh, see how it goes. But I liked it. I thought it was great. And uh, Sam Donald, he opened my eyes a little with his uh, size and his his demeanor. Yeah, I mean, good good for him. He has to show that. I mean, I take it with a grain of salt. It, it was you know his college campus. He, he set it up. Yeah, yeah I think. But once he gets to what the NFL teams will do to him, throw him some curveballs, we'll see what happens there. But I still think he is the number one pick by Cleveland. I mean, there's no way Cleveland doesn't take a quarterback at one, right? I didn't think they were going to. I I would have thought they were going to take Saquon Barkley. But when they they got Carlos Hyde, I think they there. Yeah, they're taking a quarterback. But should they take quarterback at one anyway? Because odds are, if they want Barkley, he'll be there at four. You know, are the Giants uh, going to take Barkley at two? I'm not that convinced. They need it. They need a running back. They need a quarterback. They need a lot of things to Giants. And I'm not convinced that a team won't trade with the Giants to take Barkley. Boy, you got to give up more. I mean, automatically, you got to give up a first and three seconds. More than that. To get Barkley, right? I mean, Giants Why? aren't selling. You think the rest of the league's going to use the Jets trade as a as a, a, a benchmark for what they have to do? Doesn't matter. I live in New York. There's no way the Giants are taking less than what the Jets gave. 
No way in hell. <laughs> not happening. So you got me. What uh, are you talking about? Number one in there. Throw number two. So to get Barkley, a lot of team. Number a lot of teams don't really believe in the the running back. Short shelf life. No matter how good this. Absolutely not. But we've seen some success lately. Leonard Fournette changed around the Jaguars. Elliott changed around the Cowboys. So we've seen some success. But I agree with you. Most teams don't. Yeah, I think if a team trades up, it'll be for a quarterback. You know, I, I said it wouldn't shock me if Denver goes from five to two, unless Elway said, you know, cause, listen, Keith, I think they know Keenum's not the answer. They're not long term. I just don't know if Elway wants to go through another young quarterback and you know, hoping he pays off the end, what he's going to have to pay to go from five to two. Don't put it out of your mind. I don't think this has happened, but I wouldn't say it's a zero percent chance um, this is going to happen. Uh, Bradley Chubb could uh, be the first pick in the draft. You know that ran through my mind as well. You know, could Cleveland do that? Go back to back defensive ends. Yep. I, my problem is this. I mean, they are, they have the right they have the right people in the organization now, right? I mean, they hired some good good GM. Dorsey's there, knows what he's doing. There's no way they're passing up on a quarterback. I, I can't see Come it. Back. Not after what we'll give Coming back, fantasy football frenzy. Get a job. We'll be back and we'll talk about it. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Back, fantasy football frenzy. George Kurtz, Tony Sincata breaking down the National Football League. We were talking about, you know, it, it doesn't make it's not that crazy to think about in today's football to draft Chubb, right? And then have two, like you said, two first round defensive ends on both sides, especially when you're a team that's been struggling, build up the defense and go that route. I'll tell you what, we've had more success with defensive linemen in the NFL than we have drafting quarterbacks. Yeah, you're probably in the first round. You're almost certainly right. I mean, uh, it's a gamble either way here. I just think if I'm Cleveland, I'm, I'm on the roll of the dice here. And by that, I mean, I'm taking whatever, whatever quarterback I think is the best. I'm taking it. Number one, can't pass that. I can't keep doing it. Uh, you're going to get criticized if you, if you do it again. I don't know if I want to live with that. If, I, if it's Donald, great. Take him at one. I'm going to assume the giants or whoever trades up to that spot is taking a quarterback. I would be floored. I mean, floored, drop dead floored. If the Jets don't take a quarterback at three, there's no way they trade up for another position and gave up all they gave up, which means if you want Chubb, odds are he's there for you at four anyway. Your big problem might be do you take Chubb or Barkley at four. So I think if I'm Cleveland, you're sort of in the golden position here. You, you probably get the best of both worlds. And what's the worst that could happen, Tony? You get Darnold at one and you end up with Barkley at four? Oh, I feel so bad. <laughs> Alan Hearns, uh, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter, Alan Hearns is uh, 
going to meet with the Cowboys, Jets, Ravens, and Browns there. Hearns met with the Cowboys today. He's also scheduled to meet with the Jets and uh, Baltimore and Cleveland. Hearns caught 39 passes, 484 yards, two scores. But, of course, the year before that, he did have double-digit touchdowns. He's interesting, right? Uh, he's been a couple of down years for him, but uh, he had the big year in 15, 64 catches, 1,031 uh, yards. And let's face it, he's never had a great quarterback throwing him the ball. The problem is this. I mean, the Jets want him. They have the most cap space out of uh, – well, them and the Browns have a ton of cap space. They'll get him. They can offer him more money than anybody else. Cowboys would make some sense here, but a lot of people have Dallas making their big splash at wide receiver in the draft, maybe getting Ridley at 19. So uh, I, think, I don't think the Cowboys can offer him as much money as the other two. So I think he can knock them out. Ridley's got a weird situation there is that Ridley is a guy that is really going to define how much emphasis is placed on these, um, these um, combines and such, because he put up some of the worst scores ever. And yet you watch him play at the university of Alabama and he was a stud. So before he was thinking about going, you know, people were looking at eighth or ninth, but uh, you think he could drop all the way down to 19. That's what people think because of what you mentioned. Combine numbers weren't good. He's not an explosive wide receiver, you know, so they, I don't think people know what to make of him right now. You know, I think that's the issue here. I, as a Cowboy fan, I wonder if the Cowboys going all balls to the wall here, having to win that last game of the season against Philadelphia, which cost him four draft slots, would end up costing him Ridley if he goes in that 15 to 18 range. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, before he was a lock not to get behind the Chicago Bear, Bears. But now it's uh, it's interesting uh, if they, they will jump on him or not. I don't know if the Bears will now, right? Because, I mean, it, receiver's always a need, but it's not as big a need now. You signed Allen Robinson, right? So don't you have other issues here you need to fix here besides wide receiver now? you got Cam Meredith. He should be coming back as well. So I, I wonder, you know, if they, they stay away uh, from wide receiver there. You know, they signed tight end, tight end Trey Burton, too. So you, you've made you made a lot of noise of free agency on offense. Maybe now you need to focus on defense. So I wonder if that's where the Bears uh, go. And I wonder if Ridley's stock, the fact that it probably has dropped a bit in the combine, takes him out of the top ten either way here. I mean, as for getting to Dallas, though, I mean, San Fran at nine would make some sense here. Could the Miami Dolphins, if they stay in pat, got rid of Landry, certainly could use a wide receiver. Buffalo always need – there are a ton of teams here. You know, and before Dallas goes, that need a wide receiver help here. Although I, I would assume, I don't think Buffalo's done. I think they're going to try and keep getting more and more picks to try and get up into that top 10, top 5 range to get that quarterback. The Bills. Here is uh, Calvin Ridley's numbers. He's 6 feet and a half, which puts him the 35 percentile of uh, wide receivers. His weight's 189, puts him at 21%. He's a light guy. He's a light guy there, uh, 189. His wingspan is 75 and three quarters. That puts him at 34 percentile. Uh, the only thing he has over average in the NFL is the 40 time, which puts it 4.43 he ran, which was 77 percentile. His three-cone drill, he, uh, he excels. That 61% didn't do good in the 20 yard shuffle. He was a 9 percentile, which is very low. And the bench press, he was in the 55 percentile with 15 reps uh, there. He's his not his. Here's a guy that he uh, most compares to, and I don't think if this is going to be good. Lavernius Coles. Remember when he was the thing at one point? No, his not. <laughs> his, I guess his, his workout numbers aren't that great. 
what he's known for is being a very good route runner. He's where he's supposed to be, and he's good after the catch. You know, everything else, like I said, I don't think I don't think he's ever going to become a Julio Jones or Odell Beckham or someone like that. But I think he could be a very good number two receiver in the NFL in time. You know, for Dallas, listen, they need help. They need someone's speed. Dallas needs speed badly. That's why they're hoping he falls to them. He can run, uh, runs the 40-yard dash 4.43. And uh, like I said, Dallas with Dez, we know he's slowed down. Jason Witten, future Hall of Famer, but he's, you know, he's slow as dirt. You know, Dallas needs speed on offense badly. The uh, Indianapolis Colts re-signed a running back. I think many of us forgot they had. Christian Michael spent the year on injured reserve last year, and now he'll be in the backfield uh, with Marlon Mack uh, as he resigned with the Indianapolis Colts. This guy's had so many chances with so many organizations. I have Marlon Mack on a deep uh, a deep keeper league. I'm hoping they give him the job, but he's going to need someone to caddy with him. And I don't think that person's on the roster right now. I, you know, Indianapolis, I keep staring at them. They have the sixth overall pick. There's no way Barkley gets past them, right? I mean, he would sort of protect Andrew Luck, even though they have a bad offensive line. Teams have to respect the run game now, and they can sort of play like the Cowboys did two years ago. Run the ball, kill the clock, keep that defense off the field. I don't think Barkley will make it past Indianapolis at six. Uh, I don't think so either. Uh, this guy's uh, still a free agent. It's very interesting. Terrell Pryor is going to sign with the Seahawks or the Jets, according to Mary Kay Cabot. Terrell Pryor, was he the biggest free agent bust last year? I mean, he oh, was yeah. terrible. That didn't work out at all, Tony. Uh, I mean, both teams would make some sense. You know, uh, I think the Seahawks might even make more sense because they're sort of a uh, – you know, that offensive line is such a mess. They, they're sort of a team that Russell Wilson makes it up in the dirt. I'm going to run around here, run around there, get behind the car, and I'll throw you the ball. So Pryor doesn't have to be precise in his routes. You know, sort of get open after the play breaks down. Uh, the Jets, I wonder if he'd be more of a, uh, an emergency player if they're unable to sign Hearns. You know, maybe then they go to Pryor. I think they want Hearns first. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater isn't sure if he'll participate in offseason workouts. That's something I'm not comfortable talking about right now, Bridgewater says. I'm pretty sure that discussion that I'll have to have with the training staff. What does he mean? Is he healthy or he not? I mean, I find that strange. He's supposed to be healthy, yeah. right? He played uh, yeah. at the end of last season for a very, very small amount. You know, his contract, uh, the, if the Jets cut him before opening day, I believe it's, it only gets a million dollars. So they, oh, thank you for participating in training camp. See you on your way. You know, they, they signed, uh, oh, his name now escapes me, uh, starting quarterback there. He's still got Hackenberg there. If they draft the quarterback, a quarterback, I wonder Bridgewater, I mean, are they going to let Hackenberg go? Or is Bridgewater the one they let go right prior to camp? Especially if he's not willing to perform in all the OTA. Show with Jets what he has here. Strange that he would come out and say this. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, another quarterback having some contract issues. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution reports the Falcons have hit a snag in a contract talks with Matt Ryan. I don't know how close we are, said GM Thomas Dimitrov, told reporters. There's no real rush to it. We've had good conversations. Well, I know what the problem is. Kirk Cousins and uh, Jimmy Garoppolo getting all that money. Uh, everybody else wants to get paid now. Matt Ryan wants $30 million a season. Kirk Cousins screwed this all up for everybody because he got it all guaranteed. I mean, <laughs> if he's worth 84 guaranteed, Tony, I mean, even Matt, Matt Ryan's not fantastic, but he's worth more than Kirk yeah. Cousins. What is Aaron yeah. Rodgers worth? 200 million guaranteed? Uh, I mean, it's uh, crazy it's, now. 
what Minnesota did. I mean, all these other GMs must hate the Minnesota Vikings. Yep. So that's uh, – I love this guy, this, this GM. Oh, we're close. We've just hit a yeah, – the snag is the guy got all his money. That's the problem, people. We all know what the problem is. Why don't you just say like it is? We've been getting away for years not giving guaranteed contracts. Now one quarterback gets one, and now every quarterback is going to want one. Yeah. Like I said, and Kirk Cousins, I, I'm, a, I'm a Cousins believer, but he's barely top 10, and I think that's being that's correct. Right? right? So <laughs> maybe he's top 12, top 14. There are a lot of quarterbacks who are, I mean, they're salivating right now. I mean, going, oh, man, I'm going to get paid. You heard Drew Brees say it. He could have gotten so much more. If he wanted to hold the Saints up for ransom, but he wanted to have a good team around him, that's why he didn't do what he did. But uh, I think Ryan, the problem is Ryan and Aaron Rodgers, they're waiting for the other one to sign because let's, uh, let's, just for giggles here, let's say Ryan gets 110 million guaranteed, well Rodgers is going to get 130 million. That's just the way it's going to go. Whichever one signs first, the other one's going to get more. That's exactly how it goes. And Dominic Sue canceled his trip to meet with the Raiders. And it looks like uh, Dominic Sue is uh, looking at the Saints and the Titans. And Dominic Sue doesn't seem to fit in the Saints uh, lexicon. I don't think anyone's going to call him a Saint. <laughs> Didn't think about that, but you know he would certainly not be a Saint. Uh, listen, just, just just don't go to the Rams, man. Having him and Aaron Donald line up next to each other that would be a nightmare. Uh, I wonder. Listen, if I'm Sue, I think he's all about the money. Yeah, I think it's all he cares about. I think he wants to. I don't think he's someone's going to, you know, I'll take a little less because I want to win. I think he wants to get paid as much as humanly possible. So I think whichever team ponies up the most money, and I don't think that'll be the Saints. I don't think they can uh, really pony up all that much. I think it'll be the Titans. The NFL Network's Tom Pelissario reports Marshawn Lynch took a $500,000 pay cut from the Raiders before a $1 million roster bonus was due on Saturday. Lynch was previously guaranteed no money on the deal, but according to Pelissario, Lynch is now essentially guaranteed $4.5 million thanks to the restructure and has a base value of $5.5 million for 2018. It looks like Lynch is going to be with the Raiders and Doug Martin and a whole bunch of running backs here. Oh, well, John Gruden said he wanted to bring this team, uh, bring football back to 1998. Well, he's doing it. You know, he's uh, got the whole he, – Raiders have made a lot of weird, weird moves this offseason. You look at Lynch as a whole, you know, he had 4.3 yards per carry, seven touchdowns last year. He was better in the second half than he was in the first half, so it may have taken him a little while to get going here. I don't mind this. It's cheap. You know, uh, you got Doug Martin there, who I really have no faith in, but it's an interesting combo. Yeah, interesting. I don't. I, I don't know what they're doing there either. I agree with you. They've. They're. I'm not sure the quarterback. Can the quarterback play in Oakland? Do you think? I mean, I have my doubts as well. That maybe that one good year he had was sort of a mirage. You know, then got paid and yeah. all this. It was pretty bad. It wasn't all his fault. I mean, we all know that Cooper dropped a lot of passes there. The team was a mess. They fell apart. But uh, I have my doubts about Carr. You know, that he's not somebody who's in the upper echelon. I would put him in that same category. Just put Cousins, not in the top 10, somewhere in that 12 to 16 range. When in doubt, whip it out. That's what we used to always say when we were on the school bus. When in doubt, whip it out. And that's gotten quite a few people in trouble lately. Yeah, you can't, you can't whip it out anywhere, especially in the school zone. 
No, no. They, they, I think they, a radio station up here used to have whip, whip It Out Wednesday, but they meant that for women about a yeah, pair of things. Yeah, that- yeah that, that was always interesting. I think that more radio stations should go back to those days, but I think there's a problem there because every once in a while, like it used to be like a, a meaningless prank where you get to see a woman's breast, but now like when you do crazy things like that, they try to uh, arrest you and make you sign up as a sexual predator. Yeah, then you, know, you can't leave, live 500 feet from a school zone, so maybe you have to move. It's probably not worth the yeah. aggravation. No. A restricted free agent, Willie Sneed, is visiting the Ravens on Wednesday. Does every free agent visit the Ravens? Well, they don't have it for a, a wide receiver core. Listen, Willie Sneed, I mean, he, he couldn't really get it done with Drew Brees. You think Joe Flacco's going to get it done with Sneed? Flacco seems to throw two passes, right? He either throws a check down or a bomb. There's nothing in between there. So, uh, I mean, I barely have interest in Snead in New Orleans. I would have none in Baltimore. Did you see this situation with Zay Zay Jones? He was arrested (laughs) Monday night and charged with a felony vandalism. Uh, In a a video obtained by TMZ Sports, Jones is completely nude, involved in a struggle with his brother, Vikings wide receiver Caleb Jones. Jones was yelling, I'm going to fight for Jesus, and was allegedly trying to jump off a 30-foot floor balcony in an L.A. hotel room, smashing his foot through the window and the area around it. He was covered in blood from Zay's leg and foot. He's currently being held at USC Medical Center. It's unclear what exactly his issue is. I think his issue is on some sort of drugs, I would guess. Wow. Really? You think that's what it is? I mean, this is the greatest thing ever. I mean, he's just laughing. What the hell is wrong with people? Seriously, what the hell is wrong with people? Can you imagine being a Bills fan, though? And, like, you've had everything go wrong in the franchise. and your 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 second year wide receiver decided to jump out of a building naked on the th- from the thirtieth floor. He wants to fight for Jesus. <laughs> he meet Jesus. He was gonna meet him. Yeah, he was close to meeting him. What the hell is going wrong here? I'll never understand this man. Uh, another Zay Jones, a guy who was up up and down, mainly down last year, but had some hope there. And I, I don't know what's going on here. I, I truly don't. Oh, I, I, I understand. I I understand his lack of production now. Well, he was hanging out with Jesus. Maybe not oh, watching man. the practice tapes, watching film. I like that he he was uh, he got naked for Jesus too. Yeah, I'm sure Jesus was thrilled also. <laughs> According to Bruce Feldman of Fox Sports One, UCLA quarterback Josh Rosen worked out for the Browns and Giants. On Tuesday, Mary Kay Cabot of the Cleveland Plain Dealer. The Browns will also work out Sam Donald, which they did. And Josh Allen uh, had his Wyoming Pro Day is scheduled for Friday. So Friday we might be able to watch him uh, Pro Day. And he's um, – they're getting ready. They're going to look at all, all this stuff. Uh, but uh, Baker Mayfield also in the mix for the number one pick um, in Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, they, listen, all these teams in the top of the draft are going to work out every quarterback, even if it's just smoke and mirrors. Even if the Giants have no interest in taking a quarterback at two. You know, maybe Gettleman's not kidding. He does like those hog mollies, as he calls them. Maybe he's purely going to try, want to draft Chuck. So they're going, to, they're going to work out every quarterback, though, to try and get a team, to force a team to trade up with them and give up a king's ransom to make that pick, and then the Giants will take Chubb later on. So uh, I always take that with a grain of salt about these players going to visit. Come back. We'll talk about a quarterback that's looking for a team. 
Could he find a team in Tennessee? Stay tuned for more for the Fantasy Football Frenzy. Brought to you by the New York Daily News. No, that's the uh, Fantasy News Desk, which I host uh, 6 to 7 a.m. each morning. Stay tuned. More Frenzy. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Frenzy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. He is George Kurtz. My name is Tony Sincata, and we are here talking about football like nobody's business, baby. We're absolutely getting it done 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's the greatest thing ever. And what you need to do is if you like your football, but you're going to try baseball and you haven't tried it for a while, you're saying, oh, Tony, how do I get help? Well, you can go to rotoexperts.com, you get the exclusive edge package, and you get George Kurtz. George, fine writing there. They have all these other award winners, but George Kurtz is the heart and soul of the Roto Experts exclusive edge package. Yeah, I do the closer report, so I give you all the bad news, but all the closers are going to lose their job, because we all know, with 30 closers that have a job right now, Tony, by the All-Star break, half of them won't. Well, I'm going to tell you something. I think that people are, uh, and I haven't checked your closer report, but I think that people are, are drafting the wrong closer in Arizona. I keep looking at these drafts I'm in, and people are selecting Archie Bradley. I don't believe he's going to be the closer. I think it's going to be Brad Boxberger. Boxberger, yeah. I'm starting to agree. I think it was, uh, I haven't updated the reports. This is the uh, package, so it's been over a month. But uh, I am next Tuesday. I'll have my uh, new closer report out. And I am likely to agree with you that if I was drafting today, I would take Brad Boxberger. But once again, I don't think it matters. Boxberger or Bradley. Give it two months. It could be the other one. It could be somebody else. I'm not sure they have their, I guess, permanent closer on their roster. Yeah, well, box they've both had success. So, I mean, they've both had success. So I think there's a there's a chance they can, can get the hail. Fernando Rodney saved 40 for them. Uh, so you just never know. Blaine Gabbert is uh, visiting the Titans as Gabbert is a guy that uh, in Arizona, Jacksonville, he's one of those guys that's, a, you know, a good career backup. Right. I mean, teams need that. I mean, so it's no, no fantasy wise, it means nothing, but everybody needs a backup there. So, and that's what he is. He's accepted that job. Good for him. He'll get paid well due to hold the clipboard. According to ESPN's Field Yates, restricted free agent Cameron Meredith is arisening the Colts. Meredith is a restricted free agent, meaning the Bears can match any offer he receives on the open market. While it's unclear if the Colts made a formal offer to Meredith, um, the fact that he's exploring other options have to have the Bears at least a little concerned. He has to go out there and get out of the office so he can at least get them to match it, whether he wants to stay or not. That's just how you do business. Yeah, I think he also has a, uh, a schedule with visit with the Ravens as well. The Ravens are in on every wide receiver on the planet. Uh, but yeah. you're right. That's the way he's going to get paid. He's got to hope someone offers him a contract that he likes. He can say, okay, and then he doesn't care if Chicago maxes it or not. Either way, he's making coin. 
And he's making coin. That's it. Uh, Richard Sherman's still coming on a lot of heat about this contract where Richard Sherman was the uh, agent as well as the uh, player. Speaking as introductory press conference with the 49ers on Tuesday, Sherman said he expects to be back on the field by May or June with that Achilles injury. And Sherman's talent table is accurate. He should be healthy. And uh, we'll see if Richard Sherman's ready and rearing to go. I think he'd be ready and raring to go. He was never a speed corner anyway, so this could slow him down a little bit. I might be somewhat concerned about that. But as far as people getting on him, listen, I'm sure he wanted to play for San Fran for some reason. You know, Maybe he sees them as the big up-and-coming team in that division. Maybe he wants to play Seattle twice a year, whatever it might be. It's if he wanted to take less money to play there, it's his business. He's the agent. He's his own agent, so that's where he wanted to be. It's not like he could blame the agent. So this doesn't bother me at all. Players should play where they want to play. The uh, Athletics of Vic Tafer reports Eric Decker is visiting with the Raiders. Uh, I mean, I heard he visited with Denver as well there. I mean, the Raiders would make some sense uh, sort of playing third fiddle there. It's what he really is at this point in his career, possession receiver, good end zone guy. That's really where he would seem to uh, do his most damage here. But I'm, fantasy-wise, I'm not going to get all that excited about this because you still got Cooper. You got Jordy Nelson, and then you'd have Decker as your three. I mean, I'm not so sure there are enough balls to go around there. And if Gruden does want to bring this game back to 1998, I'm not so sure he wants to sling it all around the field anyway. Oh, he's bringing it down in 1998. He's going going to get receivers that look like they were relevant in 1998. Hey, Hexen, I didn't like him as as an announcer because everybody was great. He loved everybody. But uh, as a coach, I, I did enjoy watching him play, but I don't understand the way he's going about setting up this team. See, that's that's this comment I hear from a lot of you people on John Gruden. What's wrong with having a guy positive? Like, he's the opposite of Facebook. Like, Facebook, everybody's negative. So John Gruden's trying to be the opposite of Facebook. It seemed like from day one, though, Tony, that he wanted to get back into coaching, so he wasn't burning any bridges. Everybody was great. The fourth-string left tackle lit up nine sacks was great. Oh, I like this guy. He's going to be great. Every, no, come on. Every now and then, someone does suck. It's okay. He played bad. <laughs> poorly you know so uh that's why i like chris collins with at least, he, at least he'll say what he feels uh the indianapolis colts signed tight end eric ebron in a move i have no idea why they would make a two-year contract with 15 million dollars um they got a good a tight end there i don't know why they want another one what did they see in ebron that made them make this move uh, he's not I a good no blocking tight end. He, yeah. he couldn't play all the woods i mean you already got a good tight end and you're paying him 15 mil I mean, that seems to be a waste of money for a position you didn't need. And, you know, maybe you want to spend that money on your offensive line or defense. But, hey, that's just me. Uh, it's crazy, crazy, crazy. The Chargers signed set a Mike Pouncey to a two-year $15 million contract. In large part due to a lingering hip injury, Pouncey was effective, uh, ineffective in 2017 with the Dolphins, but he's only 28 years old. He will eventually need a hip replacement. The Chargers offensive line is shaping up from left to right. Okun, Dan Feeney, Pouncey, Forrest Lamp, Barksdale. This is a weird situation because Pouncey was one of the better linemen in the league. But if the guy needs hip replacement surgery, that's probably not going to work out. That's the problem with Pouncey. He's a very good center, brother of uh, Pouncey on Pittsburgh as well. Very good. But you just don't know. He's always on the injury report. You don't know if he's going to play. He's another guy. What's the over-under on games played? 10, 
12 at most. Mm. You know, you know he's going to miss time here, and he's a center too. So, you know, when your center's out, that causes problems. It's uh, handling the snap of Phillip Rivers. Uh, once again, I wouldn't have paid him this kind of money. Uh, a one-year deal? I don't think there are any, there are any really such things as a bad one-year deal, but I'm not offering a multi-year deal. No multi-year deal there. Now, uh, Josh Johnson is back with the Raiders. Uh, Gruden selected him with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2008, and now he's back. Yay! You know, yay, good for Josh. Go play with Gruden again. Now, listen, Gruden is very good with quarterbacks, so that's what I guess will give us some hope that Carr sort of rebounds from last season, can become a top-10 quarterback again. But as for Josh Johnson, I mean, he's nothing but a backup there. He's not starting over Carr. Carr would have to fall so flat on his face for Johnson to get the job there. But Johnson could be a uh, Gruden guy. But, but Gruden loves Carr. I heard him say it, Tony, on TV many times. Carr's great. <laughs> You said he loved everybody, though. Yes, yes, I did. And, and Carr is one of the, one of everybody. He can't. Does he know he can only start one quarterback? Uh, I hope he knows. I think even in 1998, we did start one quarterback. Uh, there you go. NFL suspended wide receiver Josh Huff for two games, violating NFL substance abuse and personal conduct policies. He's arrested for a DUI, speeding, marijuana possession in November of 2016. What year is this? This is 18, right? Uh, uh, that took a little bit while to get through. Uh, usually Goodell acts much quicker than this. Holy crap. Hoff will be a roster crunch in New Orleans and not be available to week three. Won't help. Yeah, he's not playing. He didn't play last season. He's not playing this year. Uh, I don't think the Saints are all that worried about Josh Huff, and neither should you. Sam Bradford's deal with the Cardinals is actually worth $40 million over two years. The contract was reported to be one year, and it is sort of because Bradford is due $7.5 million option bonus next offseason, which, if paid, would net him $20 million for 2019. Either way, Bradford is going to be on the Cardinals. 2019 books because the team gave him $10 million signing bonus, which prorates over the next two years. $15 million of the $40 million is guaranteed. It's staggering sum of money for a man as nimble as Sammy Bradford. Uh, the best thing I saw about this signing was uh, on Facebook. Someone posted a, a meme of uh, Bradford's out for the uh, out for the season after tearing his rotator cuff, signing the contract. This guy has won the game of football. He keeps getting paid, and he can't play. I mean, he's decent when he's healthy, but he, he's never healthy for long. And just teams just don't learn. But Arizona is like the the definition. Sam Bradford and Arizona are the definition of why you draft a quarterback when you when you're positioned to do it. Because if not, you got to keep signing, keep paying these guys who aren't going to bring you anywhere. And then the uh, ESPN, of course, uh, Adam Schefter was the first to report that Dante Moncrief got a one-year $9.6 million contract, which is fully guaranteed. Now, I don't understand why they paid this guy that much money. I'm not so sure I do either. I mean, he was okay with Andrew Luck, who's a very good quarterback when healthy. Now you're going to pay him almost $10 million, which is nice coin. You know, to play with Bortles there? And I don't know. I'm not so sure Jacksonville is really desperate for a receiver anyway. They're another team that doesn't really want to throw it. They want to win it with defense in the running game here. So uh, probably not where I would have allocated my funds. It makes no sense. I, I don't understand that one. You think he's going to be any good, though? Would you draft him? No. 
I mean, yeah, as a reserve, maybe. As a starter, no. I mean, Marquise Lee is the guy I still want there. And I, was, I like Keelan Cole. I thought he was good last year. Yeah. D.D. Westbrook they, has they a love him. Yeah, so, uh, no, I don't. Th- I think Keelan Cole ends up being that number two guy, Marquise Lee, more the possession guy. Uh, I like the possession. Sometimes you get arrested for possession, though. Yes, yeah, that's that's very inconvenient. Yeah, I don't want to be ever put in a slammer. Have you ever been in a slammer? Um, no. No, I've been in a police station, but not behind bars. I'm thinking the police station. I mean, not the police station. The um, the jail would be bad for your buttocks. Yes, you think? I can't imagine why. Well, the, the toilet seats don't look ever uh, comfortable. They look like they're made out of steel, right? Right, they're made of like stainless steel, like you'd find your kitchen uh, refrigerator or something. I mean, if you're in jail for the rest of your life, shouldn't you get like a nice toilet seat? You know, yeah, well, maybe heated, comfortable. I mean, I think I'd something. I was door. A door? <laughs> no, because then the, the the crooks are going to take off the. Uh, the screws and make weapons out of them. Aren't they already making like uh they make they make uh liquor in the uh, toilet anyway? That's just great. So that's just what I want to drink, buddy. I didn't know that. That that really happens. Oh hey, I, we've seen it on TV. Who the hell knows? Making moonshine, whatever the hell else you're making in there. But uh, I don't think I need to drink that badge. That's pretty crazy. That if that's that's going on, that people are drinking out of the toilet. I think you have I don't a problem. They, they just make it in the toilet, and I guess they put it in cups or jugs after that, but doesn't make it any better. Get your RotoExperts.com's exclusive edge fantasy baseball package now. This year's version is the new and improved with more analytics than ever, including all-day chat channels, stat projection, improved cheat sheets generator, get rankings from... Yeah, Jake Seeley. Oh, yeah. Tips from award-winning Tim McCullough. Yeah, I love it. And insights from the Hall of Famer Scott Engel. Woo! Enter the code <laughs> FNTSY at the checkout and get your Roto Experts exclusive edge fantasy baseball package now. Use the promo code FNTSY. Scott, every morning, has to say, oh, use the promo code the king. And I was like, is it spelled the space king? The king? He says, the Space King. Um, do you get credit if you spell the king incorrectly? Nope. Well, how the hell are I going to know how to spell it? I wouldn't know if it's all one word, if it's a space in between. Is there capital letters? I mean, why do we make things so hard? Yeah, it's kind of funny. I might have thought it was all one word, too, come to think of it. Yeah, you know, pro- I wish it was. In a promo code, you put in a space. <laughs> Look at that. Helping the people. People, now we're going to speak to you. You guys haven't set up your fantasy football leagues yet. So what we want you to do is to consider going two quarterbacks in your leagues. I think the more and more we need to have two quarterbacks, um, because the strategy is out of football now, is that the one quarterback leagues, you just wait. Till and get the 11th, 12th, because they're all the same if you don't get one of the top early ones. But let's get two and add more strategy to the drafts. Uh, you and I have been on this forever, Tony. Uh, I I love super flex leagues. I think that's where it should be. I prefer a super flex over a straight two quarterback league because this way, if your quarterbacks get hurt, at least you can plunk a running back and wide receiver in there, whatever, I and totally you don't get crushed. Agree. And it's cool, you do get crushed. But uh, yes, I'm right on board with you here. More strategy, it's more fun. 
Yeah, I, I think that's a good uh, move by George. Is yeah, make sure you make it super flex and not the traditional two quarterback, uh, because you get bye weeks and you get some injuries. Uh, you don't want to get a zero. It's fantasy football frenzy. You can check us out every Thursday, Friday night on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and of course Sunday afternoon. And always get on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. George Kurtz did an amazing job. Mike Florio, he is the man that uh, gets it done. Fantasy football frenzy. We got to go.